0: You know, it can be difficult to trust God. It's difficult to trust God for who we are. We looked at that last week as we looked at Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. Those verses we just sang about reminded us that we're knit together in our mother's womb. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. God didn't make a mistake when He made you. And we saw that. Oftentimes though we look and we compare ourselves to others and, and we can be you know, discouraged thinking, oh, I wish I had the talents that that person had or the appearance that this other person had or, or different things in our lives. Who we are. But God didn't make a mistake. But we can also struggle with where we are. We can doubt God in the circumstances in which we live. David continues in Psalm 139 reminding us that God is in every single situation that we face. Let's pray and ask for God's blessing this morning. Father, as we come before You, may we recognize that You created us special. That we are truly special knit together in our mother's womb, and and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We thank you for the sanctity of life. We thank you that you are in control and you care about us. And Lord, as we continue on this morning, help us to recognize that no matter where we are, no matter our circumstances, our situations, that you are there with us and you guide and encourage us in every situation, and we can look to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Continuing on in Psalm 139, looking at verses 16 through 18 this morning, it says, Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed, and in your book they are all written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. We need to recognize, as David recognized, he recognized that every day of his life was written on God's calendar before he was born. And just like David, God has the same relationship with you every day of your life was written on God's calendar before you were born God didn't make a mistake and he cares about you as we look forward to 2022 we recognize that, that there may be times that we're on the mountaintop there may be times that we're in the valley but in and through those times God is with us and and God has known before Every step that we take, every adventure that we face, God is there. So as we look at 2022, we can have goals, which I think is a great thing. We can look forward to to what God has in store for us, and we need to recognize that God is a faithful God, and we can trust God not only for who we are, but we can trust God for where we are. I can trust God in the valley as well as the mountaintop. Now, in many ways, it's easier to see God's goodness when things are going well than when things are going poorly. When things seem to be a smooth sailing rather than adversity and high winds. But, you know, there's dangers for both the mountaintop and the valley. The danger of the mountaintop, we can say, you know, I don't really need God. I can handle this on my own. God, I've got you. As soon as there's an issue, I'll go ahead and uh, give you a call. But until then, I've got things handled. Things are going well. The job's good. The family's doing well. The bank account's nice. The refrigerator's full. Things are going okay. And we can face the danger of thinking that we don't need God. And God just becomes an emergency number. We sort of use him like 911. Oops, emergency. Better give God a call. But until then, I'll handle it myself. The danger of the mountaintop. But what's the danger of the valley? God doesn't care about me. David, the author of Psalm 139, faced many valleys as well as many mountaintops. And it was easy for him in the mountaintops to just sort of put it on cruise control. And you say, boy, I hope 2022 is like that. (laughs) I could use some cruise control. But that's so dangerous. But there are also many times of adversity, adversity in David's life when he didn't know what that day would bring. But in those times, he could trust God also. As we looked last week, Psalm 23, also written by David, when he, was also, when he was able to say that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you, God, are with me. God is there and we can trust Him in the valley as well as in the mountaintop. We will enjoy times in 2022 with great circumstances, but we will also face times of adversity. Jesus reminded the disciples of adversity in John 16.33. He said, These things I have spoken to you, Jesus speaking to His disciples, that in Me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus was promising them and us That even in those times of adversity, we could have peace and joy because He is with us. And we need to see God at work in all things. We need to recognize that Jesus is the ultimate example. In Hebrews chapter twelve and verse two, the verse right after Jesus encouraged us or God encourages us to endure and run with patience the race that is set before us. He says this in, in Hebrews twelve two. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Notice some things in that verse. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He will be there. But He's our ultimate example as He could look with joy to the cross. He endured the cross. Not, he was, his joy wasn't the pain of the cross. His joy was the recognition of what that allowed for His relationship with us and what that gave us, the forgiveness of sin we have to ask ourselves the question, how can I endure, accept, and even appreciate my circumstances? The endure one is hard. The accept one is even harder. But the appreciate seems almost impossible. And how can we endure, accept, and appreciate our circumstances? Well, we can recognize that God uses adversities in my life to strengthen me. James chapter 1, verses 2-4 through 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or endurance. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. It allows us to be mature. God has many purposes for our adversity. Jerry Bridges, in his book, Trusting God, shares several of those purposes I'd like to spend the next few minutes looking at. Purposes of adversity in our lives. We face adversity because of pruning. John 15:2 says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. God can allow adversity in your life for pruning. To make us more fruitful. Last year we uh, decided to plant fruit trees in our yard. We've we've only been living there for about 25 years now, and so uh, we figured in our 25th year we should start to plant the fruit trees. Uh, if we would have planted them about year two, just think of all the fruit we could have had. But, but I remember planting the trees and and trying to follow the instructions that the people at the nursery gave, and and they gave some very scary instructions. You're to get rid of it seemed like more than was left on that initial tree. Pruning. God prunes us to make us more fruitful. And when, when we're pruned, it, it doesn't feel good, but God can use it to strengthen us, to make us more fruitful. Now, unfortunately for the fruit trees, our dog decided it would do a little more pruning, so we'll see how they do this next year. But God prunes, and and He allows things to take place in our lives for pruning, but also not not only pruning, but holiness. You know, we we need to recognize that our circumstances are temporary, but our character lasts forever. I need to allow God's pruning in my life to make me more like Jesus Christ. Holiness. Holiness. Hebrews 12.10 says, For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but He, God, has chastened us for our profit, that we may be partakers of His holiness. God is making us more like Jesus Christ. Adversity helps us to recognize the sin in our lives, and when we look at our lives, we can find that times of adversity are times of our greatest growth. I challenge you to do that, to examine your life. Where are the times that you grew the most? In my life, it has easily been the times when I faced adversity. Now, all of us enjoy the mountaintop. But we need to recognize that in the valleys, God is still at work. And God is helping us be more like Jesus Christ. And also, when we try to escape or avoid our circumstances, we miss opportunities to grow. I'm like, I like to say, alright, so what am I going to do to make this as easy as possible? Maybe if I ignore it, it'll go away. But God may be taking those hard times in our lives to prune but also to make us more like His Son, Jesus Christ. Adversity also causes us to be more dependent upon God. John 15.5, we looked at 15.2 earlier. It's a picture of the vine and the branches. Jesus gave that, that picture to the disciples and to us, the idea that, that we have our strength in Him and we need to depend on Him. And so John 15.5 says, Jesus speaking, I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in Me and I in him bears much fruit, for without Me, Jesus, you can do nothing. Paul writing in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10 as he was facing what, they, what he called the thorn in the flesh, some sort of physical ailment, that he was facing and he had prayed God please take it away but God chose not to take it away and here's what Paul said in verse 10 of 2nd Corinthians 12 therefore I take pleasure in infirmities or pain in reproaches in needs in persecutions in distress for Christ's sake for when I am weak then I am strong When he recognized, and God allowed those difficult things in his life, he recognized his need to depend upon God, and it was only through God's strength that he could endure. Paul learned to trust Christ when facing overwhelming burdens. And we look at Paul and we say, this guy was a giant for Christ. And unfortunately, many times as we read the stories of the heroes of Scripture, we look and say, well, that's neat, that's their story, but God isn't going to be able to do that with me. I mean, I'm no Paul. And and we look at these characters in Scripture and, and we see them as these superheroes. And it's like, yeah, that's really neat, but that's sort of like a fantasy we'll never... Have that. Listen to what Paul says in in 2 Corinthians 1, verses 8-10. through You talk about a guy that was struggling with life. Listen to this. He says, For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, listen to this, so that we despised even of life. What was Paul thinking? He was questioning whether it was even worth living. But he goes on. Verse 9, Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but here's where he turned the switch. But in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that He will still deliver us. Paul said, physically and emotionally, I'm spent. Is life even worth living? But God. And he was able to take the focus off of himself and his circumstances and put his focus upon God. Was it easy? Absolutely not. But he recognized that God was the one in whom he could depend. We also see... That God uses adversity for our perseverance or endurance. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 32 through 34 says, But recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly that you became companions of those who were so treated, for you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. What's he say? They were treated difficult. And they were treated very harshly, but they had a better and enduring possession. And because of what they could look forward to, they could endure what they were currently facing. Hebrews 12.1 says that we can run with endurance the race that is set before us. Hebrews chapter 10, 32 through 34, which we just read, is near the end of chapter 10. And between chapter 10 and chapter 12 is chapter 11. You're glad you came this morning. You found that out, huh? But in chapter 11, we have this list. We call it the Bible Hall of Faith. The story of these Old Testament followers of God who made amazing or did amazing things for God in the midst of incredible adversity. But the author of Hebrews, right before and right after, reminds us that those difficult times are what allows us to be strong, that helps us to endure. And so as 2022 comes, we say, Lord, I'd love to have this happen. Lord, these are my goals. But how are we going to handle it when God gives us a detour? When there's a large rock in the middle of the road? Those are times where we recognize God is pruning, God is helping us to be more like His Son, God is causing us to depend on Him, and God is helping us to persevere, to endure. What is perseverance or endurance? It means that we're allowed to pursue a goal in spite of the obstacles. We want God just to get rid of the obstacles. And another purpose of adversity in our lives is that of service. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 says this, Who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are, those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. You see, adversity prepares us for the responsibility that God gives us. Adversity helps us comfort others and they may be going through the same struggle that we've faced. I have watched over and over as as people are going through adversity and, and I try to encourage them and I pray that God uses it to be an encouragement. But I watch someone who's gone through some of those same things step alongside and they know What that person is going through. Maybe it's the death of a child, or maybe it's a broken relationship, or a health issue. Maybe it's cancer. And that person who has gone through it or is going through it can walk alongside that person who is facing it, and they have insight. Than none of the rest of us can have. And Paul was telling those believers at Corinth, listen, those things that you have gone through are preparing you to help others who are facing similar issues, who are facing the adversity. And God can bring adversity in our lives and God can allow adversity in our lives to make us better at serving one another. But there's a couple things we need to recognize this morning. When we face the adversity, we question God. And that's a natural response. God, why did you allow this to happen in my life? Or maybe it's, God, I prayed that you would keep me from this. And here I am in the midst of it. God, this isn't fair. God, you don't care. Well, those are very legitimate and powerful emotions. How can we respond to them? well, I think there's three things we can do. Number one, we, we need to recognize that adversity in many ways comes because we live in a fallen and sinful world. When God created the world, He said it is very good. But sin came into the world, and because of sin, we have death and pain, suffering. According to Genesis 3, we have weeds. All these things. But God still can allow it. Sometimes God will even initiate it. But the second thing we need to recognize is first of all the sin that we have but secondly God is bringing it in our lives or allowing it in our lives for our good. Romans 8.28 is one of the most misused and misquoted verses in Scripture. All things work together for good to those who love God who are the called according to His purpose. So you're bank account says zero and your car just broke down, you need to thank God. And you're like, I don't really feel like that. Well, guess what? We don't need to jump up and down and say, yay, yay, my car broke down. But we can be encouraged in knowing that God will walk through that with us and God may be teaching us things through that and so whatever your situation in 2022 because I guarantee you're going to have mountaintops and you're going to have valleys and in the mountaintops you still need to look to God but in the valley you need to say all right God I don't understand why this is happening and this is pain but God I'm going to trust you and we can be confident that God walks with us through the valley Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why could David say that? Because he knew God was with him. God's rod and staff, they comforted him. And the shepherd would use that rod and use that staff sometimes to correct and redirect the sheep. Which leads us to the third thing. God does all this because he cares about us And we can say that all things work together for good. Not all things are good. But God will take and weave those things in our lives for our benefit. And we also don't understand Romans 8.28 because we picture the word good differently than God does. To God, good means that we are more Christ-like. And while we will face pain as well as joy and happiness, God will be with us in the midst of the pain and in the end we have the hope of glory. So we must seek to learn from our adversity. There's not say, it's not saying that I'm going to seek out adversity. Boy, I hope I have all kinds of issues in 2022. I hope it's a horrible year. I hope we get COVID-20. Sorry. Seeing if you're awake there. No. We don't seek out adversity. We don't necessarily enjoy adversity. But we can say, God, what are you trying to teach me through the adversity? First Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7 says this, In this you greatly rejoice, that now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter was saying, listen, those trials that you're going for, through, you can take joy. Not that you're enjoying the trials, but recognizing that the trials is making you more like Christ and that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory the revelation of Jesus Christ. Recognize that the adversity that comes into your life God can use it he can use it to prune you that he that he will use it for you to grow to be more like his son Jesus Christ that it allows you to depend upon him rather than yourself and that you're able to persevere and that you can serve through what God is teaching you in the valley but the mountaintop is dangerous too you see on the mountaintop we can't stop looking to God for strength and provision We call it the Lord's Prayer. Really, it's the example prayer. The disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, When you pray, pray like this Our Father in heaven. And you're probably familiar with the next parts of those next couple verses. But one of the things that Jesus taught the disciples to pray was to give us this day our daily bread. You know, when we're on the mountaintop, it's hard to do that, we are self sufficient. You need to be aware of this. Don't allow a full refrigerator to keep you from daily reliance upon God. My bank account's set, my refrigerator's full, I'm fine. I need to daily say, God you have given me this provision and I'm trusting you today as I go to open up the full refrigerator because I recognize it came from you. And I can never stop depending upon Him. But also in the valley, we need to recognize that God is still active. He is still working in our lives just as He is on the mountaintop. Adversity can do several things. Adversity can move us from knowing about God to knowing Him intimately. Going through the crucible of suffering, Job from the Old Testament was able to grow in his relationship with God. Check out what he says in Job 42 in verse 5. He says, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Did you catch that? Oh God, I've, I've heard all about you. I know the verses, but now I've seen you at work and when we face that adversity we need to recognize that God is at work it moves us adversity from knowing about God and knowing him intimately adversity allows us to recognize our need for him more clearly The psalmist says in Psalm 34, 8, God is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues the crushed in spirit. God is with us and we need Him. Adversity can also cause us to trust Him more fully. I can trust Him because I've seen Him walk with me through the valley, just as I've seen Him stand with me on the mountaintop. And adversity can make us seek Him more passionately. Last week we shared a hymn from Fanny Crosby. And I said that this week we would learn a little more about her story. Again, David is reminding us in Psalm 139 all of our mountaintop experiences, all of our valley difficulties, God is with us. God has known about them before we were even born. But Fanny Crosby, if you read her story, you would say, whoa, she had some valleys. Listen to a little bit of her story. She was born in 1820. As an infant, she became blind. Her father then died when she was six months old. She faced many, many hardships throughout her life. If you read her biography, it's just amazing. The, the valley after valley after valley. She lived on Valley Drive. Not by East Helena. You know, as she got married, she, she being blind, married a, a blind man, and, and they had one child who died in their sleep as an infant. But what made... Fanny Crosby, known as the greatest hymn writer in American history. What made the words that Fanny Crosby penned familiar words that people quote over and over again? So many of the old hymns of the faith we find are written by Fanny Crosby. She wrote thousands of them. See, she accepted her blindness as well as many other difficulties in her life. And she also saw how God used her blindness to help her grow and trust Him. Many of her hymns are reflections of hope and joy. Out of the thousands of hymns she wrote, they included, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, oh what a foretaste of glory divine. She knew in the midst of her struggles, in the midst of her pain, in the midst of her disabilities, she could look forward to seeing God again. She wrote, Praise Him, Praise Him, Jesus, my blessed Redeemer. A song of great hope that she wrote. She wrote, To God be the glory, great things He He has done. Another very familiar old hymn. These hymns and thousands of others. Fanny Crosby recognized that in the midst of the valley as well as on the mountaintop, God was faithful. A couple quotes that Fanny shared that are recorded. She said this, she said, It seemed intended by the blessed providence of God that I should be blind all my life. And I thank him for the dispensation. I thank him for making me blind. She goes on to say, If perfect earthly sight were offered me tomorrow, I would not accept it. I might not have sung hymns to the praise of God if I had been distracted by the beautiful and interesting things around me. Hmm. She also said this, When I get to heaven, the first face that shall ever gladden my sight is that of my Savior. Whoa. Whoa. Blind as an infant, never able to see for basically her entire life. But she said, the first thing I'm going to see is Jesus. The valley and the mountaintop, God is there at both places. That's why David could remind us that before we were ever born, God had every day of our calendar Marked out. He knew exactly what was going to happen. We can trust Him in who we are. He didn't make a mistake when He created us in our mother's womb. And He will not make a mistake in 2022 when He walks alongside us. As we go up and down the mountaintops, down to the valley, God is faithful and we can trust Him. Let's pray. Father, thank you that as Almighty God, you care about us more than we can imagine, Lord. Help us on the mountaintops to not forget you. Lord, help us to not help us to daily seek you and your provision, even when the refrigerator is full. But Lord, also in the midst of adversity, help us to continually be reminded that you are faithful and you love us more than we can imagine. And you will guide us through and we can learn and grow in our adversity. We don't desire the adversity, but Lord, we desire what you will teach us when we face it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.